Gate 14 podcast. Two thirds of the boys are here again. And stop me when you hear this, but we don't know where JR is. The, the JR stands are as in the mud as humanly possible right now. I, I legit, he hasn't answered a text in, I feel like, three days. Uh, <laughs> Avery, what's up, buddy? How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. We did the live stream today. That was, good. I feel like we should be banned from doing live streams because on the days that we record, because it feels like we've just talked about everything that there is to talk about, you know, but, but we'll move on. We'll work through it. Jer is Jeremy Roach that I have no <laughs> other people to kind of work off who Jer is because I know he's just not sitting on his ass. That's no, not- we compared it to, no, he's that dad that doesn't show like that doesn't show up. That's what he is. That's like the best comparison I could say, but when he does show up, like everyone loves it. It's like that kid that, <laughs> It's like we're like the he's mom. the fun he's the fun dad yeah he's the fun dad that the moms hate you know what I'm saying like we're the not the moms hate but like the moms are like I can't fucking believe this guy that's what Jr is he's yeah he's <laughs> Jer- I got I got no words I I mean he went out and he was watching Creed last night that's what we talked about this morning and then since then no no calls from Jer today so I think he has to release a formal notes app apology if he so if he doesn't show up to this entire episode which i probably think he will show up he has to he's on uh notes app watch i want a full notes app apology and i want the i want the i want gate 14 nation to hold him accountable if he doesn't show up for the entire episode <laughs> not at the start i i want a, I want a notes app apology i will say that we we had more roach awareness or more contributions from their younger brother kyle in the chat on friday and the only job jr has like you and i clip stuff we put out the content jr literally just has to show up and make the website and he can't even do both <laughs> that's just the jr that he does just... he does more he does more stuff he he's in his bag with some other stuff oh here he is here he is all right here he is well, well, <laughs> fucking well, 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 and he hasn't have his camera on either. No camera. <laughs> Jr. has Jr. stands are all the way back. He has <laughs> landed. He looks like he just woke up. He's no. I was on late. my laptop, boys. <laughs> I was ready to go, but uh, let's just say the Twitter notifications weren't on, and it was five o two, and I saw that you sent it at. 56 i was like fuck the boys have probably already started the pod and what do you know i come in and the pod has started what do you what do you think we talked about the last six minutes probably saying i was never gonna come and ripping me apart (laughs) no we were ripping you apart i said to the jr stands out there we have to hold him accountable if he doesn't show up we need a notes app apology if you like a notes app to gate 14 nation so you're good you just you're in the clear now so we have nothing to worry about, but Jr., what's up, man? What have you been? You just been you been hammering away work on Sunday at five o'clock? Of course, man. Always, always, man. I'm always working. But last night I took it easy. I saw Creed. Ave saw Creed too. I'm Who'd guessing. you go with? I just went with the fam. Oh, That's family! Adorable. By the That's way, adorable. I went to a Kitchener theater where you can just lay down VIP service. I had oh beer. my god! I had beer. I've been there before. That's a thing now, Ave. I. It's a thing everywhere. There was a bar before you had a drink at the bar before you yes. went into the movie. It is absurdly people better were getting than pizza and normal. poutine in their seats. I didn't go for the food, but I just was doing beers. 
But what an inc- I could have I took a pregame nap because I knew I was gonna fall asleep if I was reclined in those seats. I knew it was gonna happen. It was awesome. It's People so, you it's recline? Worth it. Oh, you yeah. can go straight back, brother. I think I went them. there last year. Is it the one near the Chick-fil-A? Yeah, right beside it. Yeah, okay. I think I've been there. I don't remember the seats reclining. The movie that I watched there was that Harry Styles movie. What's it called? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> uh, Harry Styles movie. But the weirdest part about it is one of our followers on TikTok like, commented on our stuff and said, I just saw you at the movies. Was that you? I'm like, that's weird, man. Like, what, what the fuck are we doing here? Well, that's I think it was it was a good thing you. he didn't comment that you were at the Harry Styles movie. Well, yeah. it was a great flick. I'm sure. I'm sure listeners have viewed that. But actually, speaking about that, I have a con- I have a take that I tweeted that I got a lot of heat for, and I know Jr. is going to rip this apart. I think prepay gas pumps. Oh, this are, was stupid. Are the biggest fucking joke. That have ever existed. And let me explain why before I get ripped apart here, before I get dissected. So I went to the 7-Eleven. I didn't know you have to set the limit. Like, it just automatically does a max limit. So my limit was 250 Fine. Whatever. That's fine. I'm obviously going to take it off the credit card. So I put it in. It goes to $5. And just the entire machine just shuts off. Like, the pump just shuts off. So I'm like, what the fuck's going on here? So I had a $250 limit. So then I do it again. I set the limit to $60. That's not enough. Then I do it again. I set the limit to 40. That's not enough. And I only pump, sorry, that's enough. I only pump $5 out of the 40. So I had like a pending 200 or 300 and like $50 charge on my credit card that obviously got deleted. Why can't you just put your fucking credit card in the machine and then pump your gas and whatever the total is, it just takes it off the card. Why do we have to do this entire guessing game? That's pretty much how it works, Johnny. That's not how it works. You have to press a number. Okay, but but it can't. It's got to charge your card in case you fucking get in the car and leave. They have cameras though. They don't catch you all the time. I know it has to charge your card though, but you already put your card in the system. Is what I'm saying. You put your card in the system. You don't type any number. The card stays in the system. You pump your gas. Once it is done, it says on the, mach- the machine, charge 83.56. Boom, rip the card out. That's all I'm saying. Is that crazy to ask for? Yeah, you'll forget your more people will forget their cards in the first 10 day of 10 days of that than anyone all time. I have bone to pick with the gas stations as well. Last okay. su- last Sunday, I started filling out my tank, put my card in like a normal person 250, no problems with that cuz that's how stuff works. <laughs> I go, so I press regular because I don't have fucking cash flow or a car that needs like extra gas, like the the one up, the silvers, gold gas, yeah. whatever the fuck that is. I go inside. I 100% press the regular. I press the regular my whole life. I didn't fuck this up. I go inside. I put the little latch down. Go. I think it was a Red Bull before hockey. And then I come back outside and I had pumped the fucking most expensive gas <laughs> the whole time. It was like a hundred and twenty dollars, and I, I just you put my head down it. in defeat. I was defeat. I couldn't do anything. The gas was in my car, and apparently I had paid for it. And I know for a fact I didn't do it. So that was my uh, big issue with gas stations. This is a dumb question. How does it work if I have a gas car and I pump D? Di- How do they get the diesel out of the car? Like I know people that have fucked that up. How do they get the diesel out of the vehicle? Before you fuck it up. I don't know. I've never 
Yeah, I'm not a car guy. I don't fucking know. I don't know. You drain Isn't it that or cra- something? Like, people fucking that up is wild. That like, is Avery hilarious. pumping premium is crazy. I don't know if that fucks your car up or whatever, but no, that no, is that crazy. premium, the premium gas is good for your car, is it not? It's that's, just better. Yeah, gas. That's propaganda from the big corner companies. Hundred percent. No, there's but the first there's time I ever cars drove my that, car. Like, I'm pretty sure like bigger trucks are supposed to have. You're supposed to pump premium. I know some like BMWs and stuff run on one of the better gas. Yeah, well. like you're supposed to. Which is of, a sham because the, the engine is better or something. Yeah. <laughs> first time I ever drove my car with my G2, I got gas, and then within five minutes, my car broke down. Well, and I thought I put diesel into the car and fucked everything up. And I was just like, okay, I'm going to be done with gas stations forever. It had nothing to do with it, but. So what the fuck was the issue? Just some electrical battery bullshit. Yeah. Speaking about cars, there's a funny picture on my Insta that I'm sure no, I'm surprised no people have brought up. It's me in front of a courthouse. I have a funny ticket when I was 18 years old. This is the dumbest thing I've ever did. So I was in my tickets, eh? Yeah. No, no, no. No, I've I've I have two tickets. So when I was in I was 18 years old, it was like the week before prom, like I I I finally like the parents gave me the hand-me-down car, it was a Ford Escape, Escape as some would call it. <laughs> and I and they had a sunroof. And I'm with like I'm in a car with like four girls or birds as Avery would refer to them. No, I don't. <laughs> and uh I am ripping around and I'm like, "You know what? I'm going to drive with my head out of the sunroof." <laughs> Like, this would be fucking hilarious, and the girls will love this shit. So I turn a right, and I'm like, if, for those of you who live in Milton... Just, is it just you and four birds? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, yeah, it's me and four birds. I'm like, this will be fucking hilarious. They'll love this shit. So I turn a right in front of, like, the Milton public pool where our high school is, and I little did I know, there's four cops just chilling in front of the, the Milton Leisure Center, I think it's called. And I turn right... And I make direct eye contact with the cop with my head out of the sunroof while I am driving. And all I hear on a megaphone, because they have those megaphones in their car, is, hold the fuck over. So I pull over and I get the riot axe from like four cops, just four on one in front of all these girls. I was like, this is, this is my personal hell. <laughs> so anyways, I get a ticket. I go to call, co- I go to the courthouse and I beat the case. Okay. It wasn't on an auction. It was on private property, so it's not a legal ticket they could give me. And I beat the case. Call me fucking young thug. Better one call and zero against the feds. It was cr- actually a little. Uh, I didn't beat the case. They just didn't show up to court. But yeah, <laughs> no, I'm one and zero against the feds. That's just my ticket. Do you guys have any dumb tickets? Like, do you guys have any ticket? Uh, Avery, you have a couple tickets. I've right? never been pulled over. Never. No run-ins with the cops. Wow, Jr. Oh, oh, I know. Wait, 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 wait. I do have run-ins with the cop. One. <laughs> so. It was right before me and like five of us were going to school in the States. Okay. We were celebrating going to school or someone's <laughs> birthday. We we get wasted. They go like underage, go to the bar. And it's me and like four guys. We were in Mississauga close to fuck. What's there by where like one of the Chipotle is now. And we go, we go get Dawn's come back. We steal signs from anytime fitness because Matt Carscadden, our good friend who will listen to this, hopefully big fitness guy. And that was his gym. Yes, he's so yoked. we wanted to get him the sign to go away. <laughs> and this sign, this sign was super heavy and we, we can't like carry it. We're pretty far away. We start dragging this big ass sign on the ground. We took a stop sign out of the ground. At one point we were doing <laughs> <some is> dumb shit. 
this was just one night and we were dragging this anytime fitness sign as loud as you can through a neighborhood some guy on a bike just calls us in gets all pissed at us cops pull us over we're a door away from his house we almost get the anytime fitness sign back and we're like we're going to america within this week like you can't like please don't fuck us and he made us walk the sign all the way back He was like, yeah, that's fine. It's like we got more important stuff to do, but you just have to bring the sign back. That's just 18-year-olds just are being just so dumb. Like, yeah. that's what that is, dude. I know JR, maybe some Chris Roach pullovers or <laughs> I know there's like a I can't speak on it, but I know there's like an epic Chris Roach pullover <laughs> that I've heard stories about that I don't even know the full story. But it it involves a absolutely fucking hilarious pullover with like five other guys in the car going to golf. Um, I've only had one warning, and that was with the boys. I was driving the van, and I just got a warning driving too fast. I'm confused on the warning thing. Like, it's intimidating as fuck, first of all. But just a cop saying to you, like, "All right, this is a warning." Like, do they put it in the system? How do they? Yeah, know? they do. They do. Oh, it's like okay. in the system, and then it expires after like ten months or something. Oh, okay. That okay. That makes more sense. Mm-hmm. I just find the warning stuff just wild. Like, just like, all right, here's a warning. Like, whatever, do whatever the fuck you want, or I don't know. I think it's well, crazy. like because some of the tickets they can only give like they don't feel the need that you should have points off. Yeah. So they're just like, I'm not gonna fucking. I'm just going to fucking give them a point system is just as dumb as taxes. I'll tell you. (laughs) Yeah. Like, fuck, man, there's some people out there that have like a lot. Have you guys been in accidents? No. Oh, actually, I drew. Yes. Yeah. Technically, I was driving to work at a lumber yard. I was working at. I'm just like the Theo Vaughn now. I just have stories for everything. But this is true. I was driving to work at Goodfellow Lumber. And it's on Guelph line in Milton and like Georgetown area. And I didn't see a car coming to my left. So I'm going up both to turn left to go into work. I didn't see a car coming into my left. A fucking truck is going full speed. Almost kit hits me. I swerve left, right, drive into a ditch. And my CEO was such a piece of shit at Goodfellow. He drove past, looked at three of his employees in the ditch and just drove, just went, I'm going to get, I'm going to go get smokes. That's the only accident I've ever been in. But JR, have you been in an accident? No, I just, uh, in Sudbury, I just like, like it was so fucking icy that I just like ran into the back of a car. And the guy, I was like, fuck, man, I'm sorry. And he's like, oh, is there a mark? And I, and then he said no. And then he went off. And then the other time was, uh, <laughs> I actually just told my parents the other day, I just slipped it to them. It was grade 10. The boys were excited. We were going to KFC. In Brampton, right? So we're ripping around, and uh, I was not fucking paying attention. And I'm the one driving, and I'm fucking parking. I'm turning into this tight parking spot, and I just hit the fucking car. <laughs> I just hit the car. I get out. I'm like, fuck, like fuck. The bump, the bumper is off. Like it's things. I'm like, we go, we get back in the car, we park somewhere else. The people come out, and they just get in their car and leave. We're like, shh. <laughs> fuck man we <laughs> just pop the bumper back in and then we get in the parking spot those are the two only really it was a hit and run the only action yeah, i've been is i smoked a deer one time oh those things are fucking those things will kill you right there yeah with your through... car ave uh no 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 oh, okay i was, I was like 
first year university yeah Back those things of acting man yeah those things will fucking kill you but anyways let's go into blue jays baseball man i mean me and avery were live streaming it today jose barrios looks good like and i know a lot of that's people what you t- took from that well when he doesn't use his four seam that's <laughs> i guess that's the like that's the the uh takeaway takeaway from it is when he throws his four seam he is a literal human pitching machine and i think that's like we can't over exaggerate about that first inning was because i think he was just trying to see it to see if it goes through the hoop like he was just seeing it to use it to be like all right let's see let's see what i have here then immediately got his dick blown in and it was like all right i'm not using this shit anymore that's what i took away from it and when he didn't use it he looked good yeah sure we're hitting the home run off him um you're we're gonna get an earful yeah that it was it was his birthday too. Like that no you, that was inevitable. Like that was happening today. But other than that, yeah, the the forcing fastball is a is a shitty pitch that could be used in the OUA. Maybe. I don't That's even play. think it could. I'm sending Barrios's four-seamer to hell. Yeah, he could pitch for York. Maybe. Yeah, he he looked ter- like but all the other pit- stuff was fine like the bounce back after that. Yeah. What do you get out of it? 3 innings to earn. Like we're That's okay. It's yeah. fine. He's going to give up hard contact. That's what he did. We need to keep it in the park and limit it to, I mean, if it's a, if it's a full outing, he gave up three earned over six. It's an okay, pretty good start. Like we'd take that. Right. So um, nitpicking on some early stuff here. I think him in the world baseball classic will be a very telling tale of how, if he has improved on some stuff and if he has some takeaways from the spring. Like, let me look here at his four seamer. So he threw his four seam 11 times. And I'm oh this is just like the egg. oh yeah so he threw his four seamer eleven times the average exit velo was eighty six point four and no sorry no this is even worse his average exit velocity was ninety four point three on his four seamer and on his slurve it was eighty one so like and this he got hit around though with the sinker too but see i think Statcast fucked this up because they marked the four seamer and the sinker they said he threw it the same the exact same amount of times i could be wrong on this but this is just what we're doing here but he got he gets significantly more whiffs though on his sinker than he does on his four like his four seam he got five swings and misses but the max exit velo was 108.4 like he he if he throws that in the season he is going to get his fucking doors blown off yeah, I don't know what the uh, numbers from Minnesota look like. I saw someone tweet them out today. I forget what kind of the verdict was from them. But there has to be a different pitch mix or something like that. But Pistol, drunk-ass Pete's got to fucking figure him out before the season gets going. The other thing, well, baseball classic-wise, is Vladdy's not playing in it, which could, I'm happy about. Could be a good thing. Going to limit his innings before the season is probably a good thing for us as Blue Jays fans, right? Because Vladdy plays like people. I don't understand like the people that are just like the chirp Vladdy. He he has incredible longevity. I mean, he played I think almost every single game last year. Besides, you can count on your finger how many fingers how many games he didn't play last year. This is a dude that play that wants to play every single day. That is going to play every single day, pretty much. Why waste him in spring training? Just limit it. One, two at-bats whenever he plays, whatever, until he's fully healthy. But this is a guy that it takes one game for him to get in a groove. That's it. Yeah, 160 games last year, 161 the year before. Like, just, that's what I'm saying, man. It's just like, 
just let him do what he has to do to get better and fuck spring training. And I have a take, JR. I think spring training is the dumbest fucking shit. Like, four weeks of pointless baseball games. What other league in, in the world does that? Four fucking weeks of meaningless baseball games every single day. You're telling me we can't cut that down to two weeks? Two weeks? Two and a half weeks? Why, why does it have to be fucking four when we have a 162-game season? Yeah, I'm trying to think, like, NFL does, I guess, four weeks, don't they? Two yeah, weeks. but, but, yeah, so but I that's know it's one a game, game a week. week, though. But they um, also have training camp for, like, two months. Yeah, so, and then what about hockey? I forget how long hockey preseason Like a month, is. I think. So, Not playing every day again, though. I don't know. It, it is a lot, though, every day. Like, you think it would be... If they, if we just saw like the best guys, like most of the time, like they play so much that the best guys don't even play that often, right? So it's like, I guess it gives teams a good look on some guys to show show up, like some new guys, some new they get to see them, like we get to see Ricky, for example. Yeah, but you could do uh, that. We probably and a see, but we would though. see Ricky. We'd see Ricky if it was a different type of layout, but. I don't know. I wonder if they ever have thought of like changing how they do preseason. This is my thing, man. Does does Thomas Hatch need any more innings? Like, are, do we know what we're getting out of Thomas Hatch? Is it safe to say that now? Yeah, but like, what if Thomas Hatch came out throwing a hundred one year? Mm-hmm. But that's why you have two and a half weeks. So, like, you have those late innings in the two and a half week early games where you could throw Thomas Hatch, where you could throw like Zuleta, yeah. you could throw Ricky Tiedemann. It's not like we're asking. I mean, okay, two and a half weeks, two weeks is way too short, obviously, but like three weeks is perfectly fine. Like that last week, you're pretty much just playing every single guy that is going to be on your opening day because you have to trim, you start trimming the fat with that type of stuff. So why are we, I, I don't get it. It could be two weeks of games and to have, I don't know. I don't know what the right answer is because there feels like a lot of wrong answers with it. It feels like what mm-hmm. we do right now is too long, is a ton of shit. Yeah, like, I feel like it would be better if they play it. You're right, though. If it was, like, the schedule wasn't every day. Like, if they were just, like, also, we got, like, training content. of the. I know they're still practicing on the side, but, like, I feel like they don't need to play that many games. It's crazy. They're playing almost 30 more games. (laughs) So, what happens in college baseball is, obviously, you train all fall. Then you kind of get time off right before Christmas. And then you come back and you have a month before the season starts, which is kind of just like what they do in the big leagues, right? Yeah. You got you have to work it up to for opening day as well. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe everyone's just kind of gone off that, and that's just taken as the right way to do spring training. But I don't know. I can't – I'm not a huge prospects guy for, like, the Jays. I do it more like the top prospects in the league, so I don't – for me, I'm not huge on the big seventh, eighth, ninth inning. We we show we don't even stream it. Yeah, <laughs> that doesn't tell you we don't care. I don't know what will, but like, maybe we make them seven inning games or something. That's a good point too. Yeah, you can. That's another way to get past it. I just think it's just. I, I, is it crazy to say it's a money grab? I don't know, but we got to talk about Thomas Hatch. And I want to say this: credit to us for being good guys because we were originally going to make the episode graphic for this Thomas Hatch with a neck brace on because <laughs> of all the home runs he gave up we're, we won't be doing that. So I just want to say credit to us. He is the worst pitcher I've ever seen. 
I I can't believe this guy is this guy is like on a forty man roster in the big leagues. He is absurd. He has a fifty four ERA. <laughs> And 54. And we, we all remember July 2nd or was it Canada <laughs> Day or July 2nd? It was July 2nd. The, it's, the, it's just who he is at this point, right? He can't get people out, unfortunately. It's sad to see something so promising just crumble in front of our eyes, but he shouldn't be on a 40-man roster. He shouldn't kind of be anywhere close to a 40-man roster. Nowhere near it. And I, I know we made that tweet about match gauge. I didn't know he had it lined up to um to go to Japan before uh the, the Astros picked him up, but yeah, like that was something where I was like confused with when someone tweeted that at us. I had no idea about we were that. also confused when Matt Gage got sent down the couple that, times. That see, that's another way we can but kinda we, but we were I'm not big on following the rules for having guys on the 25 man or whatever it is. So based on how that was worked out, I think that's why he got sent down before. Maybe we'll be better on that this year, but when he pitched in the big leagues, I thought he was decent. So for us, it was kind of like, what, why do we have to send a guy who has been successful in the bullpen when we have so many people struggling and that's my the bullpen. We have fake, Twitter sources that might be real sources saying that they think they're going to move some guys, which I think is probably a good thing. Like Trent Thornton and Adam Simber, if they get moved before the season, I think it's good to get some of those other arms in because we have a plethora of great arms in the bullpen. And we got to give our flowers to Julian Fernandez. This dude looks like the second coming of Christ. I mean, he's he's making... Some of these bullpen guys are making it very hard for Toronto Blue Jays front office to like pick who to be on the opening day roster because obviously besides Trevor Richards, I mean that dude has been I think it's malpractice if Trevor Richards is on the opening day. Yeah. Like bullpen. You yeah. think so? Yeah. I don't think we need him. I don't think the Jays need him with that Julian Fernandez, man. He looks so good. I know it's crazy. It's, only- it's how other bullpens are built, not on so sorry, not all other bullpens, but we look at the Orioles, it's like hey, they pick these guys up off the street and then they're pitching in the big leagues. We pick them up off the street and if they're in AAA, it does legit nothing for us, right? So yeah, we've seen Trevor Richards. We've seen Simber. Simber, I, I don't want to chirp because of just that one bad outing that he had yesterday or whenever or Friday, whatever yeah. it was. It was really bad, but he is a little more um, goodwill, in my opinion, than Trevor Richards does. But like... The thing with Simber that I think everyone thinks was great, yes, he got people out, but he could go every day, it seemed like. He was used. He threw a ton of innings. But we have a guy who can throw a ton of innings who is probably better than Simber, and that's Anthony Bass, who yes. threw so much last year as well. Um, we're hoping that we don't have to throw the bullpen guys that often, but I think there is there is a world where those two should get moved before the start of the season. Give some other guys opportunities. There's so many bullpen arms that are could potentially start in triple a that could help us opening day he, he looks so good he looks so good man and i mean we, we put that tweet out about him and I, I think he's a guy that's gonna open up some eyes and maybe work his way up and like guy uh and a guy that john schneider's comfortable putting in a high leverage situation i know it's early obviously but just how hard he throws and all that type of stuff it's like wow he's oh he's gonna be opening up a free few eyes and eric swanson looks good too man <laughs> This is going to be this is going to be a really good a really good bullpen. Is that a hot take? I think this bullpen is going to be the best it's been since 2015, 2016. 
I hope so. Fuck. <laughs> Should be. Yeah. I mean, I don't think that's a hot take. Who's your guy? Who's your guy to that bullpen, JR? I mean, obviously you talk about Nate Pearson and stuff like that, <laughs> but this team has been, I mean, there's just a ton of dudes right now in this bullpen. It just looks like it just every guy seems to be either a flamethrower or a guy that's like, that's going to be a massive part of the bullpen. I don't know. Yeah, no, I really like the way it's shaping out. Like it's, it's extremely solid. I mean, the pickups that we made, like you guys said, we have, we went from uh, a team with not many relievers throwing over 95 to now we have, now we have a good handful of potential relievers that could hit 98, 99 to a hundred, right? Like Jordy, Pearson, Chad Green can even get up there like later in the year. He's going to be pumping like 98, I mean, 99. I always forget about Chad Green. Fuck. He's like so good. Bass, I... basket will consistently hit like, I mean, you can bank on like 96, 97. So, I mean, fuck, man. It's crazy. Like, I mean, this bullpen was like at times last year, like, like we said, they were top 10 bullpen. So the changes made makes this bullpen. I mean, some people are putting this, the Jays bullpen at like five coming in. I've seen. So like, I think it's, I think the word to describe them is, I think it's underrated going into this year. And we had Anthony Bass last year for only half a season. Yeah. People that forget something. That. Yeah. There, there was guys, I mean, Sergio Romo threw for this fucking <laughs> team last year out of the bullpen. That won't be happening mm-hmm. again. Like, this is an exciting time to be a Blue Jays fan because you know that if some things fuck up and injuries and stuff like that happen, you got a guy. You got a guy that's that could be able to come up. Like a Nate Pearson, I'm assuming, will probably be starting in AAA. Um, obviously, Julian Fernandez, I think, maybe two as well. And there's another Fernandez. What's his name, Avery? There's one more. There's Junior. Junior Fernandez, who also throws really hard, who looks pretty decent this spring training too. So you got these guys. You got Zuleta. You got tons of guys, man. And so I, I'm excited for it. And uh, I think this bullpen's going to be good. But Avery and I, during this live stream today, we were a- Avery took a deep dive into Dalton Varsho stats. What were those stats that we were talking about, Ave? Oh, they, uh, somehow he just hit shitty against every pitch last year. <laughs> but and somehow as, hit 220. Yeah, and as we were talking about how he hit against every pitch, he backside double, didn't he not? Twice, yeah. Yeah, so... That's good to see from him. But last year, the forcing fastball, his expected batting average was 196. Holy On the slider, fuck. his expected batting average was 177. Sinkers, 224. Curveballs, 187. Changeups, 236. Yep. And he kind of crushed uh, cutter or sorry, splitters and slurves. Um, but not many people throw that pitch, right? Unless he's facing like Chris Bassett or something. But yeah, I. That's going to be the weird point, man. Either Jays fans are going to love him within like the first month or two. I mean, we're talking about a guy here that had led outfielders and outs above average. Like we're not talking about some crumb, like some crumb bum outfielder here. He's going to make up for it with the glove. But um, it, Jays fans are going to love him or call him like a strikeout or pop out merchant or whatever the fuck they say. But uh, I, I'm excited. I, I'm excited to see what he does, man. He is uh, a wild, maybe the biggest wild card on this team that you just don't know what you're going to get because he's only had success really one year, right? Okay, he did. I don't know what this is saying. Oh, this is mixing cutters and uh, cutters and sinkers into fastballs. He hit 250 against fastballs last year. Not as bad. 
but the expected batting average is still 219. He will be a hit or miss guy. I think it's going to be Chapman-ish, the profile, because there is swing and miss in the game, but there's just so much power. So slotting him in in the middle, we'll see how that goes with the swing and miss stuff because you'll have guys like Kirk who are contact, not as much power. So there's just a different profile that plays into this thing. I was saying he should hit ninth after he took a couple bad swings and then immediately off the wall. So yeah, that's on me, but that's fine, right? That's Hand part up. of being a fan. Have we talked? Have we recorded since Yusei's last appearance? No, no, I want to say no, no, because no, right? Wednesday, because we recorded with Keegan on Tuesday, right? <laughs> This guy, again, he goes two innings, no hits, two punches. He only threw 14 pitches in two innings. He's leaving me speechless. You say Kikuchi, at some point, I know we were a little bit sarcastic with it at the start, but he looks fucking insane. <laughs> a lot of swing and miss stuff. I know they didn't have stat cast for his second start, I'm pretty sure, but he looks incredible, man. He really does. And he has that confidence back. And he even admitted, I'm pretty sure, in an interview, the pitch clock is really helping him out because he's just not thinking. We uh, we should see some special stuff. I'm, I'll wait till the regular season to see if it's <laughs> changed, but I'm, I'm all aboard. I want him to do so well because he's just our guy. If our meme guy of the year is it's going to be Kikuchi for sure. If he's good, it's over for the rest of the league. The the amount of content that we can put out on Kikuchi being good is will be incredible. And people forget in the last two seasons, one of the years he was an all-star. So if we can make it two out of three, I'd be pretty happy with that. JR, where do you stand with are you all aboard the Kikuchi train? Because I feel like you're one foot in, one foot out. He's out. Man. No, I'm all aboard, man. No, no. <laughs> I think he's I mean, this guy's going to be starting right off the bat. So I'm hoping for the best for him. Maybe I'm not uh, on the same page as you boys, maybe for fandom <laughs> levels, but I'm definitely on the Kikuchi train. It, it's a good train to be on, man. I mean, Kikuchi as a five guy who just has a zero ERA in the entire spring training would play. <laughs> I, I said this. I will not shave until he gives up a run. That's that's what I will be doing. So if he goes, would be a shame if he went two three months without giving up a run. I want to see him in St. Louis when me and Avery are there. Is that? Is that I want to see him as there the, as the three. <laughs> he we, looks awesome. So who do you think gets the opening day start at this point? Manoa. That's not even a question. I don't think. Really? I don't know. I think they could give it to Gosman. You think so? I think you give Manoa that kind of. I mean, this is a guy that came top five in Cy Young yeah. voting or top seven. I think you just got to give it to him, kind of show you trust him or, um, not trust him, but like. But Gosman was the guy, man. Like in playoffs, he looks like so he's good. The that veteran game, too. Game too. Yeah, I think you get away with both. I hope the Cardinals throw that bum Adam Wainwright who tops out at eighty six. That would be <laughs> awesome. But I feel like the Jays aren't going to be getting that. It's just, I. I'm trying to think. I think you have to go Manoa, man. I'd agree with that. I, it doesn't really matter to me. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, it's one or the other. As long as you say pitches opening day at <laughs> or um home opening opener. week. We'll say opening week. The home opener is what I'm I want. Is it lining up for him to go on the home opener? Oh, so, it is. No, 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 no. Right? Because they'd go. They no, go three no, in St. Louis, yeah, it's right? Not because yeah, they're going to Kansas City after. So it's he won't St. even Louis, get a snack. Kansas City. L.A. is it not? Yeah, that, okay. that's a let's gauntlet. See, that's a let's see how this matches trip. up. Let's that's look at a, 
bullshit fucking they play road trip. they play uh three in casey or two yes. no they or do you go two and then they go three in la i will i'll get to the bottom of this i'm looking okay. at it. so three in st louis four in kansas city Oh, wow. Three in LA and then the home opener. So okay, let's so let's say that. he's the five guy. Okay, yeah, yeah. So one, two, three. Oh, so wait. he'll be going April fourth. That will be his slotted start. April fourth yeah. at seven forty. Lock it in. Okay. Then one, two, three. Four. No, fuck. <laughs> he'll be going the day before opening day. So it's going to be lining up from a Noah opening day, which is the best case scenario for the team. But if you say Kikuchi was pitching the home opener, uh, yeah, that would be the <laughs> best stream we ever do. Is Kikuchi pitching the? Yeah, home it would be. It would be chills. Like it would be just absolutely chills. I, I've talked myself into Kikuchi being good, rightfully so. But um, it's this rotation looks pretty decent, man. I mean. The only question mark right now, based off of guys' performance, is maybe Bassett Barrios. I guess I, Manoa didn't look too sharp, though, right, Dave? If I remember correct, he didn't. No, look it too was sharp his first out in game that. one. That's fine. But Bassett yeah. is just the yeah. king of yeah. limiting hard contact. He always has been. So, I mean, the velo's not right there. So, someone on Twitter, which I thought I had heard somewhere else as well, claimed that Bassett wasn't going to throw full out until the year. I, I feel weird about that being actually true, but. The velo's down for him for sure, but Chris Clegg said he was a little little concerned, Jer. He confirmed it. He confirmed it with uh, Arden. Oh, did he really? He confirmed it with Arden, bro. He, he was said, con- yeah. What yeah, was, he said to, what he was said Clegg concerned that, about? Um, Just the velocity. Fuck. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, he, he said, he said to Arden gonna throw that he, he's going to rant. Yeah, until the season. Like, look at look at Bassett here. Um, exit velos 60, 96, 74, 72, 94, 44, 74, 81, 96. Those are not hard hit balls. Like two of them, obviously, or three of them, sorry, but the rest is just dog shit weak contact with an expected batting average below 220. All of them. So, like, that that's our guy. I feel like he doesn't throw hard by any means. I think he topped out at 90 today, which is obviously he's going to be ramping it up, but. He looks good. I, I maybe he's a question mark. I don't know with the with the how slow he throws, but I, I think he, he gives me. Does he give you Marco Estrada vibes? Uh, I guess he has to because he throws slow and he's right-handed, right? It seems like an easy comp, probably. I think if he would have signed in San Francisco or something, it would have been an incredible thing for someone who pitches to contact. But he he must yeah. have. Do you think they told the guys about the dimensions before they signed them? Had to have, right? Yeah, they probably had some sort of pitch that was like they probably tried to hype them up with everything happening at the or is it Johnny, your internet is just by far the worst anyone's ever. Johnny sounds like the fucking Futurama fucking robot right now. Guy is fucking internet is brutal. Yeah, out to lunch. He has been. I thought it was me. Am I good? Now you're You're better now, but like holy fuck, like no, you're bad now. You're back being bad. <laughs> it was. <laughs> it, was it was bad before, and I hate when it when I think it's my internet that's bad because I'm recording it. And if it's bad on my end, we're fucked for the recording. Happy to know it's Johnny because I saw you moving pretty quickly there, Jer. 
Yeah, this I get is... the biggest anxiety. <laughs> I get the biggest anxiety ever when I'm freezing or something. So else that's just going to all have to get cut. I mean, I didn't. No, hear no, no, no. We. No, no, we're good. We're talking. We're talking. But you're. Oh, you're bad. good. Oh, you're good on your end. I was. Yeah, yeah we're, we're completely it's... fine. Yeah, that's a crotch of mine. That's uh, I don't know what the fuck's going on here with this Internet. I, I keep getting kicked from Call of Duty lobbies every fucking second game. <laughs> this this is what it is. But uh, what 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 I was saying was is he Chris Bassett is a guy that is a very boring pitcher because it's not a lot of strikeouts and it's just a lot of just these dog shit weak contact. I'm trying to get you to hit the ball type of guy. It's really boring in my opinion. There's no electricity. If you're a betting guy, just bet his under strikeouts. That's yeah. that's the major, that that's that's what I'm taking from it. Yeah. It's, but the Jays it's going to the be Jays set need it though. Three and a half. Yeah. The, <laughs> three the and Jays half. the Jays are in like based off Bassett's role, it's like it's not to be a two or a one, it's to be a three. So uh we have guys that throw hard. I mean, fuck Barrios gets up to ninety six. Gosman gets up to 96, 97, and then you have Manoa, and then you have Kikuchi. Yeah. Goes hard. So technically, we don't really need another hard thrower in the starting lineup. So I think it's more about Bassett. You just log fucking innings for us. Just fucking get quality starts and log innings. We got to talk about Bo Bichette. This dude mm-hmm. is raking in the spring. Raking. I mean, yeah, today, he's fucking looking good. He boys. hit two balls today. He hit one 106. And then 105, back-to-back single, and then, a yeah, back-to-back singles the opposite way. So this is a guy that if he can kind of hit like this, I mean, obviously he doesn't have to worry about contract talk anymore. He's locked in here for three more years. No more of this stupid-ass arbitration process. This is a guy that is going to be locked the fuck in, especially seeing the deals that shortstops are going to be getting when he becomes a free agent. He's going to get paid. We, yeah, we were doing the deep paid. dive yeah, about last year when we were in the Bozo Bichette phase. Yes. We, we're sorry for that, Bo. Um, yeah, we chirped the fuck out of him, eh? I know. Holy fuck for a but long Rightfully time. so. He was hitting like 240 and making 100 yeah. errors. Then Bo, the Bo only reason Cobra why his came. average was good was because in September he hit like 400. He, he reminds me... Ugh, this isn't crazy but he reminds me of similar profile to trevor story when he was good when trevor story was good not as much power but trevor story could also steal bases trevor story was an awesome player mm-hmm. he was fucking phenomenal i can't and believe just how bad trevor story has gotten he is a walking band-aid he is I a walking mean, bandit. He had Tommy John too, right? But Bo being able to steal bases, being in the game, being mm-hmm. aggressive, he you can work with the defensive inefficiencies with Bo Bichette as long as he's hitting. Yeah. And I think, I mean, it was just another weird year with the lockout last year, probably for a spring. That was weird for him. Again, his dad got taken out of the staff. It pops. Rightfully so. I mean, well, he's a noted like, although, piece of shit. But it what? is. Is it, he? Yeah, oh yeah, he's yeah, he is guy. a noted, but that was human trash. That was different for Bo, right? That wasn't. It was something that was changed on him. I think could could have concerned him, but I'm happy to see what he's been doing right now. Just they were playing that kind of shift on him as well, and he just inside outed balls as hard, like hard as fuck down. He looks so good, dude. He looks so good. And I, me and Avery did talk about this. We will apologize for the bozo Bichette comments we made. I mean, he was terrible at fielding, but 
This we are so lucky to have a guy like that at shortstop, like mm-hmm. a top five shortstop in baseball, and he's so young. He can he rakes, man. I was looking at some of his home runs last year. There's one home run specifically against the Rays. It was like a low breaking ball. He just sticks his bat head out and just launches it. Like it, 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 he almost cricket cricket hit it and just launched it over the fence. Not many guys are doing that on other teams. Like look around the league. And look at some of the shortstop, especially in the AL East. the The Yankees have a bum at shortstop. I think I'm not I'm not a Glaber Torres guy, but they will have Volpe, who's good. The Red Sox have Kike Hernandez. I'm pretty sure at short. Is that right, Dave? Yep. And the I mean the Orioles. That's another like who the fuck do they have at shortstop? <laughs> Jorge Mateo they, plays shortstop. Jorge yeah. Mateo. Like Don't the, they have, we uh... are so lucky. We are so lucky to have this guy at short. Gunnar Henderson's like gonna take... play third. Oh, is he? Yeah, Gunnar Henderson's he's, playing third. He's fucking good. Yeah, we need really someone good. to set. We need someone to continue to remind us, maybe some way halfway through the year, how lucky we are to have Bo. Because I feel like yeah, that gets yeah. taken away from us. You know what? Something I was also. Uh, this is kind of a hot take, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, George Groshans, how like we were waiting for fucking like five years for that motherfucker to come up, and then he just yeah. never proved it. it yeah. Is Aralvis gonna become Jordan the Jordan Groshans? But Aralvis launches though. I know, but we thought Groshans did too for this fucking longest time that he was gonna be their next third baseman. But then the the power numbers went down. Aralvis and it hasn't like, with Aralvis. Yeah, special. He's special. That so when the, the fuck does Aralvis get his chance to crack this lineup? What is when Matt Chapman leaves? Nineteen. No, what? he can't be that young. No, I don't think he's that young, but. He was See, the youngest the, player in double A, I thought. Yeah, he was. But I don't think he's 19, though. People are punching their check. radios right now. Let they know check. exactly. Yeah, they know right now. He's 21. Birthday. He's 21. Yeah, he's 21. He's 21. So he's still young. But yeah. this is the thing. He kind of is. He, in my opinion, is probably going to be a trade piece. Because you got Matt Chapman, mm-hmm. who's probably going to be leaving. Obviously, he's going to be getting paid. You got Addison Barger, who's going to be coming up playing third base. And Aralvis Martinez, if he wants to play third, he's going to have to rot in double A again this year. He was younger than the average double A player by four years last year. Really? And do you hit, think, though? Do you think that's going to be a 30 trade? 30 home runs. Do you think that's going to be a I trade? I just feel piece like, in? though, like it's not even a serious combo that he could crack the Jays' lineup. Um, I don't like they have Chapman there. I don't. I don't think they're in a spot to give him the chance yet. That's a panic need... button because Barger's in front of him. Yeah, they don't think they need to give him the chance. He's good. Well, like, in 100%. reality, Arelva should be ahead of fucking Barger. I mean, Barger but... we've been talking about for a year because of what he's done. Arelvis has been talked about since he's been in our system. I mean, Arelvis hit 203 last year. They're the same yeah. age, though. The yeah, Arelvis can't hit 203 and expect to be in the majors. That's why yeah. Barger's ahead of him, though, because Barger's shown uh, the ability to be able to hit for average um, as well as, like, launch baseballs into the fucking sun. I don't think so you that... use him as a trade piece yet because of the thought of Chapman leaving. He does become a huge, valuable piece, though, if he just rakes in AAA to start the year. Hundred percent. I don't think he's going to be in Triple A though. Or double A. Double A. Double A. Double A. Yeah, Double mm-hmm. A. And then another guy we have to talk about. And I know obviously Max Muncy injury and all that type of stuff. Everyone is kind of linking Santiago Espinal to the Dodgers, and I, I don't think it's like an actual news source doing this. But 
Man, Espinal has opened a ton of eyes so far this spring, Ave. I think Espinal is going to be a massive part of this team. I really do. I think he's good defensively. That double play turn with Bo today was world class. And he's just showing, like, listen, I know my role. Like Kevin Kiermaier said, I'm just going to be that guy that just hits these slap dick singles and doubles in the gap. And that's what Espinal has been doing. Yeah, he's good at what he's good at. And it seems like he hasn't tried to get ahead of himself here early in the spring, which is good. Um. He's not going to be flashy. He's not going to hit more than 10 home runs probably, but he'll be able to impact the game in a very positive way. I think we, maybe I want Whit Merrifield to be in that position just because I know what Whit's done so often. But if, um, if he can be what he is, it's really positive for the Jays. We saw it last year. He helped us again, all-star one of the bullshit ones because everyone else was hurt. Right. But yeah. Still, he's he's a very good player, and he he stayed within himself here early in the spring. And he's an exciting player, man. Just singles up the middles. If he gets the ball elevated, maybe he can put it out. But as long as the strikeout numbers don't go up, he's going to have a very good year. That's a guy you need at the bottom of the order. That's a guy you need to get on for Springer and all that type of stuff. And another guy I just mentioned is Kevin Kiermaier looks fucking good, dude. He looks good so far this spring. I mean, he's making, he's throwing guys out at home. He looks good in the outfield and he has been launching baseballs, launching baseballs this spring. We got to pray. He stays healthy. It's the only thing that's really taking him back. Right. Yeah. And it's, and it's a long history of injuries, unfortunately. Yeah. He's had a really long list of fucking injuries in his career, but he has a, I'm pretty sure he has a brand new hip. If I remember this correctly, He's and like my uh, old man, yeah, just like listen, he, I mean, if Kevin Kiermaier is good for this team hitting in the nine hole, hitting, I'm not even asking him to hit 320. Like if he hits a 260, <laughs> like if he hits 260, this lineup is fucked in the head. Yeah, I'd be happy with 260 for sure at the bottom. Someone who can steal bases as well. Yeah, I like just I, think of him, slapdick single to left, steal second base. George Springer, double in the gap. Bo Bichette, single, Vlad, home run. It's just, just it, a beautiful oh, thing to think of. This year is going to be the year of uh, of a lot of stolen bases. We've already seen it. We mentioned it with Keegan Matheson. And uh, actually, speaking about that, our listeners love that guy. Mm-hmm. Like, love Keegan Matheson. People were coming up to him at spring training that listened to the podcast, and they were talking about how much they love him. Keegan Matheson's a gate 14 guy for life now. Like he loves the boys and the listeners love him. He's incredible. Eh? Like we didn't talk, we didn't have like a post uh, episode, like post recording episode to kind of finish it off, but he was way better than I expected. He talks like he could be on TV. Fuck. Like he should be on there over some of the other guys. Maybe JR, you got a chance to listen to it. What did you think of Keegan? Like, did you expect the big J journalist guy that was really buttoned up or like, what, what did you think? I thought he was like he was really good. I mean, it was he, he treated it like the way he treated it like wasn't that he was a big shot, which you just love to see and like it seemed like he genuinely like actually liked coming on here because he could like say some stuff that he usually doesn't say about certain aspects of the Blue Jays cuz like he has to be he has to maintain like that professional level. So, like we said, I mean, this is the reason why we created this podcast is because you can say anything you want on this podcast other than shit that gets you canceled. So, yeah. <laughs> and borderline, sometimes we cross that line. But he came on and and you could tell he like actually enjoyed it and people got 
got to see a side of him that they've never seen. And obviously he's just a huge, huge beauty. I mean, I guess that's just the word to say, but I can't wait for people to see him at the Rogers Center. I'm actually yeah. pumped to go out and uh grab beers with them, Abe, because he did mention that after the stream. We should go to uh we should go to a game with them and just fucking get some pie. I don't think we'll be allowed in the media. No, uh, obviously not. Yeah, I I, I think um Going for like a post game beer with him when he's more relaxed and like he's written his article. So, like, cause they stay at the park after the game and write stuff. And then once they leave, it's done. I'm pretty sure. Like, they don't have to uh, worry about all that type of stuff. So, I, I think a post game beer with Keegan would be all time. He, he seems like an awesome guy and he's from out east too. And I haven't met many bad people from out <laughs> east. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, I'm not he, sure. I want, I, I watched, I mean, I listened to most of the episode. We should have asked him. What's his words per minute for typing? <laughs> it's crazy. It probably has to be insane. I don't even know what's good up, for that. I, I don't even know what's good for that either. Because I can't I actually, type. I actually don't even know either. But yeah, <laughs> the, I, being MLB.com, man, how you have to get that gig is you. Is, you have to beat up, beat out an entire like country. It's literally dude. it's him versus every beat writer. And another thing that we got to talk about, we got to stop with these Blue Jays like not teenage kids, but these Blue Jays accounts pretending they have sources, right? Like, can we stop with this? Like, we have guys saying per source now, and it's like a a, a fan account. It's just, we got to stop with this, with these make-believe. Well, they could be in the clicks business as well. So it could. So should we start saying per source? 100%. I, I... <laughs> per sources, um, Kevin Biggio is going to be good this year or something like that. Kevin Biggio has opened my eyes. We are now Kevin truthers on this podcast. I think we have to say it. He is. He's going to be a good fourth, fourth outfielder. The thing that Keegan said about Kevin Biggio was that everyone loves him, which almost surprised me a little bit. Me too. I thought he was more a reserved guy. Again, that's just how they are. He seems quiet in the media, but him saying that everyone loves him. Why, why shouldn't we love him then if everyone else loves him? Yeah. I, I wish jano or someone would reiterate that to us like listen no he's a great guy he's a great guy but uh so big dick rick uh, pitches tomorrow let's get a uh let's get let's get a uh prediction here i think he's gonna go two innings i hope he does at least that'd be so sick uh what do you what are you feeling here what are you feeling here jr what's your uh big dick rick prediction just electric stuff i think he goes two no earned uh and two hits against with Three strikeouts. They love throwing them against the Pirates. Nothing will get nothing will get a little minor leaguer's confidence up like pitching against the fucking Pirates. That's what they've been doing with them. They just, you know what? Pitch against the Pirates again. Let's keep lining it up. It's smart, man. Fuck. I'd do it too. That's what they've kind of done with Kikuchi, right? Who was it? Pirates and then Orioles? <laughs> yeah. But that was the Orioles' actual lineup he faced, though. Besides yeah, Oddly. I don't think he faced Oddly. I mean, there's Oddly's not a lefty on lefty guy. But uh, yeah, that's and other big news. We got a uh, Gate Four Team Boys got a big meeting this week. I'm not going to say who it's with. We're not going to say what it is, but we're going to keep you guys updated, good or bad. I feel like that's <laughs> going to be a good story. We're going to keep you updated, good or bad. But this is a massive opportunity for us. Our business consultant, LinkedIn profile profiler, uh, Jeremy Roach was the one that uh, set it up. So I'm pumped for it. And uh, big opportunity here, man. This is a, 2023 is the year of Gate 14. I'm pumped for it. Make or make break, a, make or break, boys. <laughs> make or break. This is the this is the Kikuchi year for us. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. That's just Jared, businessman Jared. Just out should of we the wear blue. a suit? I feel like it would be disingenuous if we dressed up for it, though. 
Like, uh, oh my god! If we actually, I if we if, if we're not doing the pod right now, are we? Oh, yeah, yeah, we are. Oh, are we? Okay. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say something, but we, I can't, I can't blow it. What this is, I don't yeah. even want to get everyone's hopes up. Yeah. So no. Well, it's just, it. yeah, it's just, it's just gonna be funny content if it happens good or if it doesn't happen. Like whatever. I think it's gonna it happen. Might be funnier if it goes like horrendously. Yeah. I think, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well. Yeah. If if it's like totally not a thing. Then we could tell everyone. Like we'll yeah. still tell everyone if it's not a thing. I like, think it's going to be a thing, and I think it's going to be special. So I'm pumped for it. But uh, yeah, I mean, this is uh, like I said. I mean, we're a fucking week into this. We still have three weeks left, technically, or I guess two and a half weeks left of fucking spring training. Man, this also, is I'm, ta- uh, I'm tired. I'm tired. saying it. before you finish it up, Jose Batista level of excellence. Oh, we got to talk about that because that's what we're dedicating the episode to. I believe, right? Um, that's news he, to me, but. <laughs> was that was no that's what i'm saying i thought that's what the, what the graphic's gonna be because we can't do the thomas hatch with a neck brace <laughs> okay, so yeah, yeah, yeah. i feel like it has to be a jose Bria or uh jose bautista that thank you for bringing that up i forgot about that but um yeah man i am uh I, i'm ecstatic for it i mean he is a massive part of my i guess child not childhood but teenage years fandom of the toronto blue jays i mean that was the guy when he was up in big situations this motherfucker showed up this this dude showed up. He hit two home runs in Game Six against the Royals to to force a Game Seven. I that's all you need to know about Jose Bautista. I mean, do you got like what's your guys' favorite memory? I guess by like besides the bat flip and stuff like that. Like when what was, was... The, I was middle school when he did fifty home runs, right? And that was for people who were weren't big into baseball before that. That's probably closer to the, our age. That who would is who would have gotten you into baseball like Roy Halladay early Batista transition into the 2015 2016 team and then that team as well so very well deserved for Canada he's probably a lot of people's like player that they fell in love with why they fell in love with the game of baseball so I can say that too that I was that was a guy that made me I know obviously when I was a kid going to Jays games and stuff like that it was Roy Holiday and stuff but. Jose Batista was made me turned me into a psychopath fan because he also what he did well was he added passion into his performance, which is what Roy Holiday kind of didn't really do. He was more reserved. Jose Batista was getting into fights with other teams, talking shit to pitchers, talking shit to opposing teams. That is a guy that I kind of turned me into kind of like a psychopath for the Toronto Blue Jays. What about you, JR? I would have to say the uh, Odor rivalry between the two, like just the fighting, the fight, the iconic fight at second base is just awesome. That he lost, unfortunately. But yeah, they got punched right in the fucking face. He, he didn't really go down did. though, man. You didn't. One he thing about that. Jose Batista, he didn't go fucking down. He ate that. He Who do you? He he ate that. Who do you think's next up for level of excellence? Who's the do next th- man up? Do you think they like Edwin gets one too? Was he here long enough? Because Jose, because the thing about Jose Batista is, with Jose Batista, he literally turned his entire career. Like he will, if he goes to the Hall of Fame, I don't think he will. I'm not sure if he no, will. No, he no. won't. But if he did hypothetically, he would go as a Blue Jay. Yeah, like that was a Pirates third baseman before. Yeah, and then he went to the Mets. His career fell off. Batista was here for a very long time. Right. I I, I don't think I I would I think based off of postseason success you have to put edwin in right it has to be edwin it's they're synonymous like those two josh donaldson that time 
Is Josh Donaldson a level of excellence guy, no, though? No, he, he left horribly here, I think. Yeah, I don't think yeah. he is. Edwin's good memories. Josh Donaldson, not so great memories, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Josh Donaldson that... was the better player, probably. Like, at the peak, obviously, he won MVP, but... Um, well, yeah, yeah I mean... I, I, and I'm talking about uh, Edwin not being here for a long period of time. I mean, he was here for one, two, three, four, five, six, eight years, three All-Star games, he hit career 268 with 239 home runs here. This is another guy that you just associate with the Toronto Blue Jays, man. I mean, obviously he went was an all-star with uh, – he went to Cleveland and stuff like that, but that was when he was kind of ass. This is where he was the best at. I think Edwin is a slam dunk. 136 OPS plus of the Toronto Blue Jays. This is a guy that has to be up there right beside his boy Joey Bats. Has to be. So – like the last five years, he got MVP votes. Yeah, as a Blue Jay. Yeah, that it's it's a slam Sorry, four dunk. Four of five last year. It's a slam dunk, and I I think earlier I was saying he wasn't here for a long time. I didn't realize he was here for nine years because he was terrible with the Reds and then came with the Jays and kind of turned his career around. I think it he is a lock. I'm gonna call it. He is a lock for the uh, level of excellence in Toronto. A lock. Didn't go to team. He he's back with the team, right? Like he's given back. I think it would be wrong of them not to give him his flowers and put him up. And I like how quick they're doing this for Jose Batista. Like you don't need to wait 10 years for these guys to be gone. Like, yeah. Like when they're gone, like the Roy holiday, right? I mean, Roy holiday got his level of excellence after he died. Unfortunately, I'm pretty sure. Um, right. Right. Am I right? Am I right on that? Or am I speaking out of my ass? I'm pretty sure his kid was here and it was like an emotional, um, time. So, you, 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 that's my thing. Don't wait until guys are like guys are gone, man. Give it to them when they're here, when they still remember it, when they're not like struggling with like old age and all that type of stuff. Give it to them when they're here. Give, give them their flowers when they're here, man. That's yeah. that's the best thing to do. And I, I think Edwin, especially him coaching this team, I think it would be a slam dunk. And I, I'm pumped for that. I'm not a bobblehead guy. I probably won't ever get this bobblehead, but that bobblehead looks cool too. The Bautista, Bautista bat flip, that's gonna look sick too. Yeah. A what is it? August twelfth, July tw- or something. Like August twelfth against the Cubs. Surely Marcus Stroman won't make that about him though, with him <laughs> being there. No chance. There'll so be a, uh, there'll be a crazy post in there. It, yeah, it will be a crazy post from Stroman. Jr. Anything left? No, I'm excited, guys. Like we said, we got a big year coming up. 2023 is going to be the Gate 14 year, and we're going to fucking kill it. Yeah, and I, I Avery, anything? Nope, I got nothing, boys. And, and I want to end it with this. Obviously, I uh, put a tweet out um, a couple days ago about uh, me going through a couple uh, tough time in the past couple weeks, and I got just uh, flooded with like DMs, tweets, all that type of stuff. So I just want to kind of, uh, I just want to kind of say thanks to everyone that reached out to me, kind of checking in on me, making sure I was okay. And uh, like I said, man, this is the best fucking followers in the world, bro. I mean. Just the amount of people that would just reach out, say, love you, Johnny, all that type of stuff. And I want to say this. I know we fuck around here a lot on this podcast, and a lot of our listeners are guys. Uh, if you are listening to this and you are going through some stuff, man, don't be scared to uh, go to, like, therapy or just kind of get help, man, because uh, it's fu- the I know guys aren't supposed to be talking about this. I know you'll probably get roasted at school if you think if you mention you're going to therapy and stuff like that or whatever. But obviously focus on your mental health and that's a that's a massive thing to uh especially the younger generation of males and stuff like that going through so don't be scared to do that stuff and uh best fans in the world man gate 14 for fucking ever just crazy the support i got but stay tuned for the vlogs we're gonna be i i I don't know if i'll be able to go live this week but uh we'll be producing content for the boys love you guys and uh thanks for listening